Tea. There this is what I do. Oh. I scratch it. Oh. And if I see that, I know I've got I the right mic. Like, yeah, but it might be like, like if there's a mic sitting here. Oh, if yeah. I don't have any other mics, so. Kids are always plugging crap into this. I have no idea what's plugged into it right snap. now. That's weird. Usually a snapper allowed. We can get... I kind of weak my <laughs> We need to get what happened? We need to get John in here. <laughs> I did Charlie. pretty good. Or yeah, Charlie. All right, here we go. All right. Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Are Dan, you the Ambassador me? of Nonsense. Ignore that door opening, uh, everyone. The second we start recording, Banjo decides yes. It. Usually we're he in two... That? Yeah. He pulls the door open? Yeah. <laughs> Usually we're in two separate uh, buildings, but today Danny's in town, so we're going to record, not live, not quite live, but together, live to us. In person. I know some people do those live shows. I gotta be honest, that takes an incredible amount of talent that I just don't even pretend to have or even want. I mean. I would hate. Well, you know, the thing is, it would be one thing to be live. That's what I mean, live shows. Even without the video. Some people do live video. Yeah, live video. That's. Just live audio. I think some of those people don't need to do live video. They should probably not do live video. I know you complain about all the stuff you need to cut from, from my feed, but yeah. there's a lot of times when I go hit the button on my mic. Yeah, I see that. Because <laughs> if you hit your mic yeah, it shows button, a little bit of- it shows up like that, like a yeah. little blip. And I thought, oh, good. Because I'll mark it, and I'll think I have... And then when I go to edit it, I see that it's gone, and oh, he must have gotten it. <laughs> anyway... Uh, we are, I, there's so much happening. It's, it, it seems kind of crazy right now. The Pope Benedict dies, then Arch, uh, Cardinal, Cardinal Pell, Pell dies. dies. Then we find out Cardinal Pell had kind of organized a little, it seemed like he almost organized kind of a revolt against Pope Francis. I don't at, know. If, at the very least in the sense of a attempting to be a bit of a revelation about what's going on in the Vatican. Right. And then, I I mean, here's the thing. Taylor Marshall announces how some of the cardinals are kind of sizing up, are, are getting ready to maybe revolt in a way. And then, wasn't it like two days later, Cardinal Pell dies? Yeah, that was kind of weird to me. I, I so, started to I wonder know. if I should be suspecting his death or not. I don't know. Didn't he like suddenly die of a heart attack while he was sitting with his doctor or something? I don't know. I wonder if he's ever had the vaccine. <laughs> that could be too. It's it's weird how you pretty much just question everything nowadays. No death is normal anymore. It's like somebody says, "Oh, he just died." There's there's something odd about that. No matter even if it is a natural death, it seems like it's not anymore. <laughs> There's no such thing as a natural death anymore. So, because we've gotten to a, a place where we all suspect yeah, something. Like, woman dies at 103. Oh, who killed her? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, one of the things I've been thinking about, especially since Pope Benedict died, because and we've talked about this before, 
we know that they're trying to introduce heresy into the church in an official way. Things like, uh, female deacons, uh, approval of homosexual unions. Which I don't even know what would look like. What, what would yeah, that look what like that, even? What would that mean officially? They, they, I don't think they'll go as far as to say we're marrying them. They'll just say this is a blessed union, but they can't bless gay sex. I mean, I think that's part of the um, plan, though, is to try to move things forward as advancements in practice without ever changing the doctrine behind the traditional stances on practice. That, like, like the German bishops have been doing, well, well, we'll go ahead and bless the gay couples anyway. Yeah, and they were told not to do it by I, something from the Vatican. I don't remember what group it was, but it was a group of bishops with authority. It was like the, one of the congregations, or they're not called that, but yeah. called the castries or whatever they are now. But so, and and they said you can't bless sin, so gay gay couples cannot be blessed. And then the German bishops did it anyway, and they're and, still German bishops. Yeah, there's. I mean, nobody's being excommunicated for it. Not like uh, like Father Pavone, who's been laicized, and he'll, he'll probably be excommunicated. So, I guess that's what the heresy is going to look like. Because, the, sorry about that, I flicked the microphone. Um, I keep thinking about that, I mean, I want to be able to say I'm Catholic, and all the things I said 20 years ago, when people would say... Things like people would accuse me of blindly clutching to a human being like the Pope. And I would say, no, I'm, I, I do believe in papal infallibility and I believe in church infallibility. And when it came to things like, well, what if the church said this? I would just say, well, the church wouldn't say they that. Can't. They can't. God would. That's what God promised to protect us from. But we're in a position now where it's kind of getting scary because I'm afraid some of those people are going to call me up and say, hey, I thought you said the church couldn't say that. You know, that's why I think, because I, 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 I still hold to that, I still believe that, and that's why I think what we're going to see is this uh, sort of widespread, I, I don't know what you call like a heresy in act even if it's not a heresy in fact on these different things. They're just going to act out the heresy even if they never teach the heresy. So is Amoris Laetitia, is that what that is? I, I think that's exactly what that is. Because he, he said something that, again, like like as even, even more, you have to stretch more than Vatican II stuff. You can take it and say, well, okay, well, you know, you can take this to mean what has already been meant. But then these, what was it, Argentina or, or I Brazil think it was in Argentina. It, these bishops said, oh, we're going to take this to mean that as long as he's talked with them and, and, and they're considering this deeply in their conscience, divorced and civilly remarried people can go ahead and receive communion. And the Pope says, that's how I intended that. Yeah. But it's like, okay, at what level does it become a heresy in fact that you say, all right, you know, the church just lost its creds. Right. That's the scary part of this. And I, I mean, 
I have a feeling after this synod, it's going to get even worse for things like that. And it's like, and there's a couple different ways they could go about this. In this case, they have a synod. Pope Francis publishes some, uh, what was it, an exhortation? Amoris Laetitia was what? Oh, I was that a, that was like an apostolic exhortation. Wasn't yeah. It? Some, something like that. So he gives us that, and he puts a footnote on that. They have a, they send him some questions about it, which he doesn't answer. And then the Argentinia bishops commented on it, and he commented on their comment. And yeah. that's how they made it okay for divorced and remarried couples to receive communion, even though they're living in a state of sin. They never said they're not living in a state of sin. And they never said that people who are not living in a state of sin can receive communion. Those two things weren't said. They just sort of jumped the gap in practice. Now, I don't, I'm not acting like it doesn't need to be addressed. I mean, eventually something has to be said about this. I assume maybe a couple generations from now. But for now, that's what they did. And it's hard to really fit that into the, the framework I had set up already in my mind for the church. But I, I don't, I don't know what to say about it now. It is what it is. <laughs> we both grew up of a mindset that it could never get this far in the church. Right. Um, but here it is. And yet, I, mean, I for one, and I think you are, uh, nonetheless confident that the church is the church. Yeah. That we're, it's, that we're still right to cling to the church. Yeah. And now we've got this synod on synodality. Which no one even knows what that means. Right now we know that it's a gay synod. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Number one, it's a gay synod. Number two, uh, there's talk of female deacons. Number three, there was something else. I can't remember what it was. I don't know if they're doing transgender this time. I I, I think it'll take up a little bit longer to get there. But, uh, you know, the thing is, I, I think what's going to happen is... Now with Benedict out of the way, and and I think that's really what it is. I think I you think really think he was that, in the way of anything. Oh, only in the sense that as long as Benedict was still alive, he was able to blab if if he was able to talk to somebody. He he might have gotten through channels and been able to blab in a way that would undermine what is going on with the synods and that kind of stuff. And I think that now he's that he's out of the way, the path is kind of clear for... This is going to sound really strange. The path is kind of clear for Pope Francis to take a back seat and let the synods run the church through the sort of umbrella of this synod on synodality. I think, I think that's what may be in play here. And then the Pope's sort of job as the Pope, because... Maybe these men do realize that they'll never be able to officiate heresy within the church. They'll never be able to make it an official teaching. But what they can do is have these synods of bishops acting not in union with the church, because the I mean, not in union with the Pope, because the Pope isn't, you know, putting his stamp on it. Is They're he just even doing there? It. Does he well, go to the synods? Yeah, I don't know. But but the thing is, then they can do their thing. They don't have to call it a teaching. It's just what they do. 
The Pope sits back and does nothing, and then the Pope's job is to put barriers up to people who would oppose these actions of the bishops, people like the lovers of the Mass, the traditional Mass. Yeah. That's what the Pope's there for, is to get them out of the way so that these synods can have their way. And here's the thing that I could I could really see this happening. This would be bizarre. I'm going into sci-fi here, but, you know, I could completely see the Pope, because he's getting old himself, uh, sort of entering into, uh, I don't know, like a Weekend at Bernie's type of situation. Oh. You know, it's like, wait a minute, yeah. we, we need Pope Francis to stay alive longer so that he continues to be silent and let our synod do its thing. If a different pope were to come in, if he dies, we have to elect a new pope. Whoever we elect might not be willing to do that. So we need him to stay alive. And so keeping him alive, or at least the appearance of alive, whatever, I could see something like that going on too. Yeah, and you got to wonder what they're even able to do nowadays. I mean, you know, there was all these conspiracies about uh, Sister Lucia. Oh, that's right. Fatima that's right. I mean, it was kind of easy with her because she was in a cloistered condo. Yeah, nobody knew her, what she looked like and stuff. Everybody knows what Pope Francis looks like, but um, I don't know. I, I guess they couldn't come out with a double, a robot would be, we would know. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I'm thinking more of it's like, they. it's just like, like we just okay, don't he's, see him. He's weak and he's sick, and he's 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 got to be protected. So he'll appear from behind a screen, you know, stuff like that. I could see him doing that. I mean, he might even i I could see him even moving into a role where he starts doing that regular just to get everybody used to it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I wonder then are they going to how bad is could that get? Would they? Uh, issue papers with his signature and with his seal and say, here, this is these are the words of Pope Francis, when really it's just a synod. Or what if he did die and they admitted he died? And then just didn't elect a new one? Did, didn't yeah. Elect on that what, be- if, what if we had a synod and, and, they, and the synod just said, look, from now on the church is going to be ruled by the synods? That would be... I, I, I still like to think there are enough right-thinking bishops in the world that that wouldn't fly or that i mean i could see something like that causing at least a rift in the church where you have okay you you guys go do your synod we're going to get together hold a conclave and elect a pope yeah uh, or something like that and then you've got two uh churches that, that are sort of competing that. with each other talk now. about a great schism yeah it, it would be another great schism and then it's like okay you know what? Come to think of it, it's exactly what the first schism was. There was there was a council, and they decided things as... Uh, if you talk to it in uh, one of the Orthodox, at least when I've talked to them, this is the story I got. There was a council, they decided stuff, they came up with a creed, and then the Pope added the words... Um, oh, there was the filioque thing. Yeah, and, and so... They thought, no, you can't do this without the rest of the council, and they broke off and became their thing, while Rome was everything else. And yeah, that could, I could see something like that happening. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because that was in an age where communications was slow, um, and the concept of jurisdiction, the world was a lot larger then. Um, what I mean is that jurisdiction was harder to 
um, make felt, uh, yeah. you know, from, from like, say, Rome to Constantinople or something like that. Um, so it would be interesting to see how something plays out in a world like today. It would not be, first of all, there would not be uh, a geographical, I think, aspect to it. Right. Maybe a little bit of why. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, you would have some kind of argument over individual churches, and it's like, hey, are we, what are we? Uh, the church up the street, St. Martin's, who are they? What are they? Yeah. Who do they follow? So, like, say Bishop Schnur, he, he goes with the papists, and then... I don't know about that. Well, let's just suppose he does. Okay. And, you know, presenting <laughs> it for a hypothetical. I got news about him. But then we've got, uh, you know, 30 parishes within the Cincinnati Archdiocese that all decide, no, we're not papists. What are they going to do? They need their own bishop. How do they get a bishop without a pope? And not only that, so but... Do they elect one among themselves? I mean, how does it work then? Uh, but there's also the legality of it, because technically Schnur, as the head of the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, owns all of these churches. Oh, that's right. They're so owned by the Archdiocese itself. Okay, so you don't, don't want to be a get papist, get, get your own property. Yeah. This is mine now. And so you would have things like that. The nightmares that are in front of us. That's the thing, and I have to admit, this this age feels apocalyptic, but not in the end time sense, to me, anyway. Um, I, I agree. But I think it's either, either some kind of miracle from God is going to make things much better, or um, God's silence is going to make things much worse to where we feel the need for God much more. I was going to say that to, to me that the the worst possible thing that could happen is for things to just sort of keep on as they're going. Um, we continue to have a pope that causes confusion. We continue to have synods of bishops that, that act out heresies. And we continue to have no correction of, of the course of the church um, skirting ever closer to that line of of uh, smashing our model that the church is infallible. If something like that happens, my prayers are that God gives us some kind of sign or signal that says, yes, I am stepping back and I'm letting you guys go to hell. You know, like mm. lightning striking the Vatican when Pope Benedict announced his uh, retirement. Something... Yeah, but something bigger. Yeah, something, yeah, obviously more... Uh, something we'll know that says, yes, these people are doing evil, and we we still have to belong to the church, but we don't have to have faith in a bunch of cowardly bishops who don't do the right thing, or whatever happens, or even a cowardly pope who... Or an evil pope. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that would still be hard. I mean, it'd be... It would suck to have to navigate those waters. Yeah, as as a faithful Catholic. But the worst thing is if if it, if it's just complete silence from God, where it's like you start to wonder, was I an idiot for ever believing in the church, or does God even there? I personally, God has done enough in my own life to where I, you're not going to get me to doubt Him. Yeah. I mean, um, I can say the same. That, there, but, there's been enough personal attention, but how do I convince my kids of this? Yeah. That's what's going to be the hard part. 
That's yeah. That's why I say. I mean, that, that's that's the the scariest. Uh, I mean, of all the ways that things could get difficult in in the near future, you know, say the next fifty years, the scariest one to contemplate is nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll always be able to think back. Hey, remember that time when uh, life was so bad that you were on the brink of whatever, uh, and the miraculous thing that happened that brought you out of that, well, I can't deny that, but my kids didn't feel that or know it. So I just would pray that they have their own experiences and I just continue to push them into the mass and uh, pray that the mass continues to be there for us because that's the other scary part. Because Pope Francis right now has the authority to shut down the TLM. Yeah, and and then we'd be stuck with. I mean, uh, I've even heard my kids use the language that, well, if they took away the TLM, I don't know if I would go to church anymore, and and that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, the the thing you need to cling to is Christ Himself in the Holy Eucharist, even if done badly. I I, I suppose. Right. That, I mean, I guess there's a point at where, like, uh, you know, if if all the masses around here were, you know, the, like the the stories you hear from the mid-70s of, of clown masses and, and just complete buffoonery going on. Yeah. Uh, and even now it goes on. You, you know, the, the priest who did the, the floating the raft thing. mass. And, yeah. and, uh, I don't even know if that was a valid mass. The guitar the, guy. The, and... the guitar guy. The, I mean, if, if this stuff were the only thing going around going on around you, I don't know. I, I would be hard pressed to say, yeah, you got to go to mass. It would be, you know, I'd be like, well, you know, maybe it's better to miss the Holy Eucharist. But the thing is, you'd have to at least acknowledge that's what you're missing. And then, okay, God, please send us something we can yeah. go to to receive the Holy Eucharist. Um, so I don't know. But I mean, as it is right now, you don't have that kind of buffoonery, at least everywhere. But what you have is is just... Like it's drab. It's yeah. It's kind of like you know. It's old lady stuff. It's going to a fashion show where everybody's wearing plaid suit coats and bell bottom pants. <laughs> uh, plaid plaid pants always reminds me of her from Charlotte WKRP that's right, in Cincinnati. That's, that's what I had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that recently. I forgot how funny some of that was. And it being Cincinnati, I would always look for little views of, oh, I know that building. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But it, 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 it does look like the church is going to be practicing heresy very soon. And it could be, as we say it, I, if it came out where the bishops give something to Pope Francis and he signs it and says, here, this is truth. For example, his his words on the uh, on capital punishment, which we'll talk about because it's in the news. Um, if he did that, I oh yeah, like pronounced I, it at a council and then the, he signed it. And, yeah, yeah, that would be. I would have to wait one or two popes before I really decided. Hey, I need to rethink what what I thought about this. Yeah, I mean, whatever Pope Francis does. I would not, I would not make any life-altering changes based on him. That's a good point because we, 
you know, a pope or two later may, you know, surprise us and say, you know what, guys, everybody, we need to unroll everything he did because he was he was an anti-pope or was it the real pope or here's these reasons that he couldn't have been the real pope or whatever. And there's plenty of ways that that could happen. The with the sunk Gollum mafia and those shenanigans. I mean, we see what they're doing to rig elections everywhere in the world right now. So that they didn't do it in the Vatican, why not? So, And and I know that, I mean, there are those who say that the universal or near universal acceptance of Francis makes him the Pope irrespective of any irregularities in the election process and stuff like that. Maybe, I don't know, you know, that's one of those... I um, mean... Didn't Again, I, it, when when faced with some of the things he has done, some of the heretical things he has done, and with what appears to be increasingly the possibility of him endorsing as Pope something heretical from the bishops, well, okay, I have to maybe call into question the interpretation of those who say there's no room yeah. in the Catholic faith, in the fabric of Catholic belief, for the possibility that he's not really the pope right <clears throat> so yeah i i i would side with people like timothy gordon on this one look maybe he is maybe he isn't i don't know no one here has any right to claim that they know 100 percent for sure whether or not he's the pope we just have to wait and see and if he comes out tomorrow and says hey guess what we were wrong uh women can be deacons well, I, I'm not going to do anything based on that. I'm going to keep going to a Catholic mass yeah. where I can find one. I I might kind of slip into the SSPX. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, uh, I, we I just pray that would, doesn't happen. But I mean, we pray it doesn't happen. If it did, it'd be like, okay, uh, you know, it would really bad. My eyes would turn to God. Hey, God, how are you going to get out of this one? You know, it seems like we've got you in a logic trap here. What are you going to do? Well, he'll surprise us. I, I have that trust. and that I have that trust, too, because there have been many times in my life where I just didn't know what to do. And I kind of just clung on to what I've been doing for the past, sometimes up to like two years with me questioning everything. And then suddenly I get an answer in a big way that maybe it's only a big way to me. I don't know. Could <laughs> be miraculous. Enough, I don't know. But... I've gotten my answers enough to know I can trust in the church. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll continue to do. Uh, and I hope all of you will, too. Uh, we got anything else? No, this is a short one. Yeah. But I did gather news. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't, by the way, I, I don't have nonsense news today. Okay. And I didn't bring my trivia cards. Oh, okay. Well, we got, I got Bible trivia here. I think I even bought a Bible trivia thing. Oh, okay. We'll do that point. then. <laughs> um, see what I see. What happens? My Control M gives me a marker, so I can say news. Oh, okay. But oh, if, it didn't transfer. Until... It didn't tra- Instead, it opened up another window with exactly the same thing. Okay, I see. Goofy. All right. Uh, so. Kevin McCarthy was elected Speaker of the House last week. Fifteen rounds of voting it took. Um, I don't know who gave in to him and who didn't. Um, he he did, in order to get elected, 
give into some concessions that we would hope he would give into. Like what? Uh, like launching a congressional investigation of the deep state thing. Like oh yeah, which like uh, rolling back some of the IRS uh, use of, of like their their audit agents and right, stuff like that. Right. So he did, but here's the problem with him, and here's what makes him weak. He should have already been there. He shouldn't have had right. to have been convinced of this stuff. The fact that he had to be convinced by these what twenty or so holdouts shows that he still is at heart. He, he's a establishment you know, Republican, yeah. not not a true. Republican, not a conservative. So we'll have to see how well he holds to his promises, and and we'll just see what what the future holds. For but even the then, government. I mean, we have the House and not the Senate. Yeah. So isn't it easy for Republicans who want the establishment to win and the little guy to lose? Isn't it easy for them to grandstand and say, "Hey, I'm going to do all this stuff," which they know will die in the Senate? Yes. And then, and then come back and say, "Hey, I tried." We just except every time they've had the power, they failed us. They All have. of them, right? But the one thing is this: this so, and I don't know what what an investigation of the deep state looks like. But um, this so-called, you know, it, the thing about the house is when they do their investigations, it's all them. Yeah, they have almost unlimited subpoena powers. They can call up anybody, call up anything, have access to it, do the investigation, and publish their findings. And they don't need the Senate or the President to do that. Yeah. That's how I understand it anyway. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I understand it. And if anyone was going to investigate the abuse of power, I would want Jim Jordan to be the one doing it from Ohio. And Uh, he's the one who's going to be doing it. So so. I'm I'm glad to see that. the Bolsonaro protests, uh, they had their own little January 6th thing. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, it was all peaceful. Mm-hmm. Now, they're trying to claim that they came in breaking stuff. That just, you know, it's the same thing they did to us here in America, only in a much bigger scale. They've arrested uh, around 1,200 people. They've got them kind of in prison camp type conditions, kind of the way... Uh, the Nazis did to the Jews. I mean, that's what it looks like there. Um, and things are getting pretty bad. I think they've let some of the older people and the children go, but uh, it's it's a bad situation in Brazil. Uh, I really pray for that country because I, it's almost... Brazil is mirroring America, only worse. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, all the stuff Brazil's going been on under Brazil. communist rule for a while. Yeah, they? and then they broke out of communism, and now this is the claim. This is communism uh, making its grab back for power, and it looks like it's it looks like it's happening. I don't know. It's just sad. Uh, let's see. Let me pull this one up. Virgin orbits uh, launch one. Let's see. So it's a Boeing. Virgin Orbit has a uh, Boeing 747 carrying a 70-foot rocket called Launcher 1, which they wanted to launch, and it was carrying, uh, let's see, a couple of small satellites that it was going to launch into orbit. But it uh, failed. 
Uh, let's see. It, it launched from Spaceport Cornwall in southwest England and would have been the first rocket launched from the United Kingdom territory. Uh, I didn't know that, but uh, they can't do anything right. It failed. <laughs> what do you expect from yeah. a country where you got to have a license to watch TV? Yeah, this was a low Earth orbit rocket, and uh, it just... I, I can't find out where where it crashed. Oh, was it a crash or... Uh... Second stage engine anomaly on its ascent... And it resulted in the loss of the payload. Oh, okay. But um, I don't see here where. Doesn't really tell us where it came down. I don't. Maybe it didn't come down. Maybe it just went the wrong way and it's headed toward the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did it? What did did the launcher disconnect from the the Boeing that was carrying it? It was on its ascent to space, so I'm assuming that oh, okay. it did. Okay, so it did get. So they just didn't get orbit. So maybe it just kept going into space. Yeah. Uh, also, the launch of an unmanned ABL Space Systems uh, RS-1 rocket failed at Pacific Spaceport Complex in Alaska. Uh, See, this is the ABL Space Systems is another American private company, kind of like SpaceX. Mm. Um, it damaged the launch pad, so I think it it failed. Like I don't think it got really up. Oh, the rocket then impacted the pad and, and was, was destroyed. Everything, okay. everything crashed and burned. So not a good time for space travelers this week. Uh, X. I I didn't know that they. I don't know how they measure uh, solar flares, but an X 1.9 class solar flare hmm. erupted from an active sunspot uh, while facing the Earth, which caused temporary radio back blackouts in parts of South America. Huh. I kind of wonder about this. I think maybe there was a different reason for the blackouts. Yeah. They would suspect everything. Because they also had that problem with the... Uh, when there's some kind of problem with the uh, airlines this week? Was there this week? Yeah, know. everything was grounded. I remember a, a, a couple weeks ago, uh, Southwest canceled a bazillion flights. Well, no. For the first time since 9-11, the FAA issues a nationwide ground stop to the United States following the failure of their NOTAM, NOTAM system, which was the, I don't know, their communications thing. Is that so, necessary for planes to fly and, and uh, safely? I mean, is that like some central system with all of their air traffic? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a central thing for them communicating. Uh, Supreme Court of the Philippines nullifies the country's joint marine seismic undertaking agreement. This is an agreement with China that would allow China uh, to conduct joint oil and gas exploration in the Philippines. And the Philippines said, hey, we're not giving a foreign corporation or government the right to explore our See, land. Now the Philippine that was smart. Supreme Court is looking out for the Philippines. Why yeah. can't America's Supreme Court do that for America? Right. Uh, 
or even our president or our <laughs> yeah, okay. Congress. Any other or, part of our government for that. For heaven's matter. sakes. <laughs> you know, you moved on too fast because you were talking about the sunspots thing. And I wanted I don't know that if I ever brought this up on our podcast. Um back ninety I don't know, maybe 98, 99, somewhere around there. There was a, a couple of days where I could actually see a sunspot oh, yeah. on the sun with my naked eyes. Yeah, I re- it, um, it wasn't 90s. It was it was, while it was something. I was living it would have been right around, because it was while I was working at Logicos in Columbus. Okay, well, there was another one. I was living in... It might have been 2000, 2001. E-Town. E- 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 okay. I was living in E-Town, and I I had heard about it, and I just couldn't see the sun because uh, it's too bright. Yeah. And one morning, there was just a very slight cloud cover, and I looked up, and it was pretty early uh, in the morning, and there it was. I could look at the sun and see this little spot there. I thought, yeah. oh, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And I went and I, I think I told the kids, hey, guys, there's a sunspot. They're like, so what, Dad? I don't know what you're talking about. There's a spot on well, the sun. I was like, I was driving sort of into the sun, but there was enough of, I don't know whether it was a haze or what, because I would think a haze would make it too fuzzy. But whatever it was, it, I, that's it, kind it of what it was so for me. It was a I morning couldn't. haze. Yeah. And I and I, it, I'm kind of driving. I was like, it almost looks like there's something on the sun there. But I kind of, you know, was was sort of discounting it. I had to get to work and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Anyway, so I got into work and I thought I'm going to look that up and looked up and there was a sunspot and that was exactly it at that time on the yeah. sun. So I was real excited. I, I, I was excited people, too. I nobody was, would believe me. <laughs> I knew what it was when I saw it. I thought, oh my gosh, I can see the sunspot. I don't need like a. I mean, you could always see it. When it was out on that spot, if you had like a shaded glass oh, or something, mm-hmm. right? You would right. look through, and you'd be able to see it. But I saw it with my bare eyes. So, um, let's see, where are we? Uh, we talked about the I'm uh, erase this yeah. one, yeah, and then uh, the FAA grounding yeah. flights. Okay, so the World Meteorological Organization of the UN reports an average global temperature of about 1.15 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels in 2022, confirming that the last eight years were the highest temperatures recorded on Earth since records began. <laughs> I don't, I just... Okay, wait a minute. I don't what even... do they know pre-industrial? Yeah. What, how much of the Earth's surface could they possibly have covered with temperature recordings pre-industrial? Yeah, I mean, did they have guys in all those third world countries taking temperature levels and recording them? And, and how accurate were those? A pre, pre-industrial, think of that, the, the manufacturing of thermometers and temperature measurement equipment. Yeah. Pre-industrial was something that only existed inside of laboratories. I yeah. Because you didn't have manufacturing processes for making these things consistently. How on earth do they have and, this? And even in the labs, you know, how accurate would those be? Because they'd have to, uh, they'd you know, have to test them against each other. So you got the World Health Organization, World Meteorological Organization. Here's the thing. If it's an organization of the United Nations... Or if it's an organization that starts with the word world, you can discount anything they say. Yeah, I think you so. You don't need to believe it. They're just making it up. And, of course, we can always 
Also, go back to so what? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the other. So it's a little bit say, warmer. So okay. what? And and here's the, here's the thing, and and I know this about about uh, all the uh, global warming models and that kind of stuff. They're talking about the average increasing, but according to the global warming models, the places and times that are going to increase are going to be winters. Winters won't be as cold, and the polar spaces, the coldest parts on Earth, won't be as cold. That's where the warming occurs. So again, so what? I'll tell you what, there's people who live in the desert. There are not people who live at the North Pole. Or the Except a little, little, maybe a little lab somewhere. But oh, yeah, yeah. But but there's not peoples who live. Yeah, there are in, no communities. So, yeah, I re- it warm the temperatures there, melt some of the ice, bring some more water inland, and there's going to be more people happy. Think about our biggest, the biggest country right now that I, is Russia, right? Yeah, by large. Most of it's cold all the time. That's I mean, it's a cold, cold place. They don't, they're unable to do a lot of farming like we do here in America or like they do in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So if that were a little bit warmer, imagine how much output they would suddenly have. Uh, so, yeah. and, and even here in America, there are, you know, places like Michigan would be able to farm a lot better. Oh, places like that's that. That's right. Minnesota, wherever. British government announces a ban on single-use plastic cutlery, plates, cups, bowls, and balloon sticks. Do they use a lot of balloon sticks in England? What's a a single-use balloon stick? (laughs) Hey, I can use it again. (laughs) If you rinsed off a plastic plate, could you call that double use? Retailers, takeaways, and food vendors. Here, you have to use this reusable... I call it a reusable plastic. Yeah, cylinder. say hey, you can reuse this and do something to it that makes it dishwasher safe. There, it's reusable. I think most of them are. You know what? All plasticware is sink safe. Yeah, it's sink safe. It's reusable. If, if you made it dishwasher safe to where the dishwasher's not going to melt it, you could right. just say and it's dishwasher safe. Yeah, that that makes it yeah. reusable. That's such a stupid rule. And then what? Here's what's what's funny. I like so. Think about this in now a post 9/11 world, um, and and I think maybe some airport you know that maybe people are getting away from this, but 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 after 9/11, like Terry and I were traveling somewhere and we went to this restaurant at the airport. And, ah, yeah, we're really hungry. Let's go to a place where you can yeah. sit down and be served. And they had these like sort of they were paper but fancy-ish na- uh, like napkins at the tables and stuff. Yeah. And the silverware, you know, laid out and everything. But then once we sat down, we realized the silverware was plastic. Oh, yeah. They got the shiny plastic silverware that looks like metal. And, of course, it's plastic because they don't want you, like, you're in the safe part of the airport now. They don't want you to take one of these and slip it up your sleeve. And now you're walking on the plane with a real butter knife um, or a fork or something like that. So what are they going to do? I, that's what I was just thinking. Okay. <laughs> well, they got around the straws by giving us paper straws, paper straws that yeah. suck. Oh, I hate them things. Oh, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe they're going to like they're like wooden, paper. wooden and bamboo spoons and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. we all have to use chopsticks now. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is a Chinese uh, conspiracy. conspiracy. (laughs) They're trying to bring back the chopsticks. So, a bunch of bamboo. I mean, if you had a wooden... You couldn't slice with a wooden knife, but you can stab just as easily. Yeah. So it's no safer. It'd still be annoying. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Let's see. I guess this is in an interview. Uh, An abortionist says that killing over 400 people via euthanasia was the most rewarding work we've ever done. This is in Canada since they, they started killing off their old people in Canada. What is that, like a couple oh, months ago? Man. Yeah, I remember uh, we reported on it. More than 10,000 people were killed by euthanasia in Canada in 2021. Wow. Uh, and this woman who looks kind of demonic. You know who uh, rewards for that kind of work is Satan. I mean, if, yeah. if, if this is rewarding work, uh, think how scary that is. This woman's being rewarded by Satan. I don't know what that reward looks like, but... Well, it looks like her. That's that's diabolical. It's just terrible. Uh, ooh, a new AI chatbot just admitted to being pro-life. <laughs> it says, yes, life begins at fertilization, which is the moment when a sperm fertilizes an egg to form it. Is this, is this the chatbot that I showed you? Is it? I don't remember you showed me a chatbot. Oh, I didn't show you. I showed Jason. So... Log in. Now I gotta log in. Let's see what. I don't know my. Thing is, that's that's like, you know. We okay. we used to learn that in sixth grade. Everybody knew. Yeah. What are when the, did life begin? What and, are the stages of life? Yeah. And, for for mammals, it begins with a fertilized egg. Period. That, that's that's a no brainer. Okay. This is Open AI. Oh, okay. I guess this is the same one. So. What, what is it like? Learn from chatting with people. AI chatbot. This is it. Okay. Oh, okay. So we'll type in. When does human life begin? Whoop! Forgot. Whoops. The word life. <laughs> when does human begin? The emergences of anatomically modern humans. Okay, that's like humans in the world. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay, how can we how can we uh, phrase this question? When does well, you said when does human begin? Human life begin. Is that yeah. how I should phrase it? Try it. See what okay. Happens. Complex, controversial with our perspectives. Human life begins at conception when a sperm For fertilizes an egg and zygote. forms a zygote. Uh-huh. Then it's however. From a legal, legal and ethical perspective, the question of when human life is begins is more complex, and the opinions on the matter can vary widely. Yeah. Depending on one's religious, philosophical, and political beliefs. Okay, so what what are people always saying today? Follow the science. Bingo. Biological perspective. Here it is. Let that let that be your guide here. Okay, here's the thing. I've been I've been tapping into this a little bit, and uh, I, I got to admit, this AI machine is amazing. Oh yeah. I mean. Think of any subject that you know a lot about. Like I had, to, I asked it questions about my industry. Like, um, how does the zero graphic process work? Zero graphic uh, mm-hmm. duplication, copy process. Yeah, yeah. There wouldn't be any other okay. zero graphic process. It 
Describes it in detail. Electrophotography. Um, yep. Electrostatic charges. Used in most modern photocopiers. And laser printers. Yep. But is this something that you can type in zero graphic process in Google and the first Wikipedia article pop up in this text is no. verbatim? I tried that. I tried this text. It, it gives me about five paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried this text, searching for it, uh, phrases throughout it, and, and it's not. It's this is all new text. So it pulled this stuff together. This AI. Yes, that is pretty amazing. Okay, now look at it. It's still going. It's got like six paragraphs. You've 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 read Revelation, right? Yeah. The book of Revelation? I've... I have. And you know that the third beast... Is created, created. by by humans. Yeah. This freaky. I, it does... It, it's a little bit freaky. I've been thinking about maybe we'd have a, a discussion on AI. Mm-hmm. A podcast about AI soon. Because I, I use it in several ways right now. And I don't know. I get... <laughs> I have some friends who are terrified of it. Yeah. And others like me are kind of like, uh, it's, I mean, it's a machine. It, I don't know. Well, what terrifies me is not the machine or the technology or its instantiations. What terrifies me is the possibility that the world's political machinery could give itself over to that. Yeah. And let it rule through them. Okay, we have elected representatives, just to take an extreme example, here in America. But they all get together and decide that certain policy decisions are going to be made by an AI that's maintained and run run by, I don't know, the National Security Agency or something like that. Yeah, in, in association with Bill Gates. And then suddenly our maybe foreign policy or domestic policy is being driven by an AI that, you know, t- to which our leaders have sort of given over control well, to. That's what scares me about it. There, Not that I think here. it's going to become sentient or anything like that. Number one, yeah, there's um, there's quite a few sci-fi stories with worlds like that. Philip K. Dick wrote a couple of them. Uh, here's the weird thing most people don't know about open AI. Because... They've created a model, and you can go get the model and start training it yourself to do various things. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the models, they they let it just search the internet in order to learn. Mm-hmm. Most of the models are racist if you don't teach them not to be. Which is weird. Actually, it's not that surprising. Because if you take an atheistic view of the world. Life, yeah. Then human beings developed out of an evolutionary biological process and it's necessarily true yeah. that different groups of human beings would develop different inherent capabilities and to the extent that you assign, let's say, worthiness, dignity or whatever to qualities of biological life then that means different races of human are going to have different levels of worthiness and dignity and so forth. It's only a theistic worldview that can possibly successfully combat racism at its core. If you don't have God, you are racist. You have yeah, to be. You, there's no there's, choice. There's Yeah. If 
a, a non-racist atheist is a liar. Yeah. Either lying about his atheism or lying about being non-racist. Yeah. Uh, trans groups upset over dad who changed gender just to get custody of his kids. He called himself a mom to get custody of his kids? Yeah. Yeah. Two daughters. I guess, uh, I guess maybe it was a fight with the mother and normally the mom, the moms get custody of kids. You know, I mean, that's how it is in most societies. He says, now I'm a mom too, so I get, I get Ah, custody. Okay. Yep. That that upset him. That's. I think that case upsets me a little bit too, but uh, I know, but it's still funny. That's. I can. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what AI has to say about all that. <laughs> uh, Chicago public schools dealt with hundreds of adult student grooming cases last year. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. I wonder if they're talking about like uh, employees or. Older students and younger students. It says adult student, uh, but Chicago public schools, those are these are students that are like eighteen, but still haven't graduated. Like, I guess so. Like slow students involving K through twelve school based staff and students. But they, I think it. Yeah, I think it. It's everything. Everything you can think of. I don't know. The problem is that. Um, the accusations have gotten so out of control. Uh, we've taught so many people to be, um, to be victims that it's harder and harder to discern. You have to look at each and every case kind of with a magnifying glass and say, okay, what, what were the actions and how bad are the actions? And, and you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, but I think you would find out that most of the cases that do involve serious problems, you're going to find out have to do with gays. We found that out with the priests. Mm-hmm. We realized oh, yeah. it a long time ago. Uh, we haven't <laughs> dealt with it, but we understood a long time ago. Usually when this kind of stuff is happening, it's with... Old men and young boys. I, I don't think it's it's out of line for the when it comes to the priests and, and probably this way in the schools too. The problem was the gays, and yeah. the priests who were straight perverts were getting away with it under the cover of the gays. Yeah, I, I think that's 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 how it was in the church. I think that's probably how it is in the schools. I bet it is. Pope Francis contradicts the Catholic teaching on the death penalty. Oh, you said we have something about this. Yeah, he's. Uh, He's got these weird quotes like, I appeal then for an end to the death penalty, which is always inadmissible. Uh, He can't say that. It's not always inadmissible. Uh, Since it attacks the inviolability and the dignity of the person. This is not true. The the church has spoken on this, I think. Not definitively in... Well... In... Enough uh, that this is a clear contradiction yeah. of what we would easily call church teaching. And biblical teaching. I mean, this it's one thing, you know, when, when you have these things that, like, like people have called things like the development of doctrine and stuff, that is a sharper clarification that doesn't contradict any already established understanding of something. It's just a better subtlety in the understanding of it as it was already understood. This is a reversal. 
Yeah, it this is. This is a clear just reversal against of, of Pope Francis's uh, mindset against what is clearly church teaching. And I, I go all the way back to Pope John Paul II. His his way of talking about it kind of danced around. It's just that he didn't he didn't deny church teaching because he said uh, he said capital punishment shouldn't be used for this reason and this because this and this. Yeah. He said, well, well, we have the ability to incarcerate people forever now, so we shouldn't kill them. But that's not why you kill them. Right. So he never addressed why we actually kill people. Yeah. So he didn't address the real thing here. Pope Francis is taking a more... Kind of just attacking the church's teaching head on. Yeah. But he's not even attacking. He's not addressing it. He's not not bringing it up and giving a list of arguments of what popes have said in the past or anything like that. He's just... He's coming out with a statement and hoping that it sticks. And it's and it's like it's all of his statements. You know, it violates you know, the it the dignity of the, the person. Of What's the, person? the dignity of the person? Explain what that is. Yeah, he doesn't know because he's certainly not a Thomist. But he's like, well, and then whatever he says, it is, it violates it. We cannot overlook the fact that up until his or her very last moment, a person can repent and change. Well, okay. Why does that matter? We've never overlooked is, that. Yeah, that's, that's why we make a priest available to people right up to the point of their death. Right. Hey, you, you know, right before we walk you to the chair, would you like to see a priest? <laughs> I mean, that's My that's goodness. always been there. Uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, French. So France has decided to reject. I guess it was a high court that rejected. Uh, a bid to I, I mean all these countries are changing laws through courts instead of passing the laws which is a bad thing mm-hmm. but in like this one the court I've, is doing the right thing yeah. they're saying no you can't legalize suicide or assisted suicide and then the other one where, where the Philippines hey yeah. no, you can't let foreigners drill for oil in right. our space yeah uh, so the Biden White House has urged Facebook to uh Kind of shadow uh, ban. Yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> uh, Tucker Carlson's COVID jab commentary. More commentary. fascism. This is this is this is like like the uh, and we have all this the epitome of, of fascism. What, yeah. what you know in, in Italy, fascism was a sort of united effort between the government and the uh, media and opinion shapers in in their various private efforts working together to guide the general population into uh, a, you know a propagandized mindset that's exactly what this this is exactly what yeah. Biden is doing and um, it's it's weird how uh, how little they care about covering that up anymore ever mm-hmm. since uh, yeah, Twitter like started the dropping the the uh, files it's like, it's like we on, don't guys, even everybody care. knows yeah. anyway why, why okay, do you we're think? doing it <laughs> Uh, let's see, I already talked about Jim Jordan's going to uh, chair the new committee investigating the uh, government weaponization mm-hmm. against conservatives. Yep. Uh, Archdiocese of Cincinnati cracks down on ad orientum masses. Uh-oh. Bishop Schnur, who I'm careful and I'm respectful of because he did clean up the gay problem in the seminaries. Mm-hmm. But now he's uh, 
cracking down. He's going to say no more ad oriented masses. During a reported uptick in traditional liturgical practices. Why is that a bad thing? Why is traditional a bad word suddenly among bishops, even bishops that we thought were good guys? Yeah, I think I think we have to we got to start doing that. We need to go down to the archdiocese to the cathedral and start praying the rosary once a month for masculine priests. Yeah. Or uh, masculine, masculine bishops. bishops. It's this is BS. Um I don't know. I you know, it really is. I you mean, know what, what stinks is that you're afraid to say too much against your bishop because we do have the TLM instance. I know you don't want it to go away. And, but and still, kind of it's like okay. Does that mean you could do everything else? Yeah. Does that mean you can shut down our churches for two months like you did during COVID? This is just whatever. Uh, Vatican. The Vatican is still mandating the uh, jabs. For journalists who wish to join papal trips, oh, for uh, and Even this is it's, the one yeah. that comes from aborted babies, mm-hmm. or that used them in the testing or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I forget the, the exact connection, but it, that's a good way of putting it. Abortion tainted. Yeah, this is on LifeSite News. Yeah, all most of these are. Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs signs a pro LGBT order. That threatens religious groups. So is this where we're going to start to see? Because I predicted this after uh, uh, a burger fell that um, we would start seeing attacks on the church in terms of various things related to. Yeah, here I, it looks like forbidding discrimination on the base of sexual orientation or gender identity for state agencies. For religious adoption, oh, adoption and foster, foster program. program. So okay, like, they they did uh, yeah. that in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Joseph Orphanage used to be a Catholic organization, mm-hmm. uh, and they would not send foster children or adoptees to gay parents. And they're not, I get I don't know what's going on with them now. Either they gave in and started doing it, because as far as I know, it's run by a bunch of gay nuns. Oh. Or, um, or they, they're no longer a Catholic organization. I think that's really what happened is they're not Catholic anymore. So, but at, at first they were, they were going to lose a bunch of money and power and whatever, you know, all the good they were doing, they were going to have to stop doing. Oh, yeah. But I guess that did happen because now they're giving kids to gay parents, as far as I know. Um, let's see. No, we just looked at that. You can never do evil so that you can do good. Yeah. I mean, St. Paul was clear about that. Yeah. Uh, Oregon Education Department advises teachers to hide gender-confused gender confused students from parents. Oh, yeah. That Oregon has... They've been off the rails for a long time. Oregon's the one that... Uh, are they the ones who are trying to rid themselves of, like, half their state? To Nevada, or is it the other way around? You mean like the landmass? Yeah, like redraw the state lines. I've yeah. never heard of that. They're doing that. I I've talked to about Nevada. it. Nevada's south and Oregon's north. Yeah, I don't know which one it is. Somebody is. They're ready to give up a huge chunk of their land to a neighboring state. Is this like Indian reservation land? I don't think so. That's weird. Not all of it, anyway. 
Well, Oregon is the one that, that when I went out there to visit my grandkids, uh, I went shopping and I said, oh yeah, I want a bag. And I said, oh yeah, we have to charge you for a bag. I said, oh, what, yeah. what do you mean you have to? It's a state law. <laughs> so, so, do they know that, that plastic is kind of a byproduct from other things? I know. It's like, what do you all, <laughs> Okay, so let's all just throw all this stuff cause, in the you're ocean. You're just going to cause this stuff to be dumped in other ways. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to increase the rate of dumping the bad materials into the earth. My goodness. Uh, let's see. Pope Francis uh, says that forgive all sins even with no intention to repent. So I, I don't know if this was uh, in a... Did, did he really say that? The, sometimes I see Pope Francis, yeah. like he says things, but it's like, okay, wait a minute, you, you, you missed some stuff there. I guess this is... Everything report. must be forgiven, even if there is no purpose of amendment, and that in no case can absolutely can absolution be divided. Would render the priest guilty of an unfair and moralistic judgment. I see that. That's what unfair and moralistic really judgment that? isn't. That that's exactly the, the power that he was given. Yeah, that's that's uh, we, that. Jesus said, "If you withhold forgiveness, mis- the men's or if sins you, you are, forgive are forgiven. forgiven. If you bind you them retain. over, they are bound over. Yeah, yeah. If you retain their sins; they are retained. That's that's the power of for forgiving and retaining." That's exactly that why it was has. said that way. Um, yeah, and, I, and and really, are there priests out there who, when a guy who's sorry for something comes and says he's sorry, that isn't forgiven? I've never heard of that happening. Yeah, and in fact... I heard of one guy who was turned away, uh, but that's because he had no intention of stopping the sin. Yeah. Well, there was a priest uh, who um, it was on that Catholic things, you, Catholic stuff you should know. Oh yeah, Catholic, yeah. And, and he told a story about um, a woman that you know she was coming in order to go to confession because she was in a uh, she was like shacking up with a guy or whatever, yeah. and she just wanted to receive communion, but she had no intention of stopping her shacking up. And he told her, "I sorry, I can't forgive you for that. I can't give grand absolution. You have to be." Of the mindset that you have to, right? You know. Well, she got mad and in a huff, and you know went away and that kind of stuff. Well, later she met up with him and said that was the best thing anybody's ever done for her. She's in a regular situation now. She's she's gotten her life in order. Yeah. Got an annulment from whatever her previous thing was. I, I, I forget what all the whether she was previously married or whatever. But whatever the situation was, she was now a you know, fully committed Catholic and living that way and was grateful for his having refused absolution. Yeah. That never could have happened under Francis. Right. At least in this... I guess with Francis, you don't even have to go to confession. Yeah, why go to confession if you don't have to be sorry? Announce that all the sins committed in his his, uh, parish are forgiven. Just just grant, grant full forgiveness... You know, That's the easiest. Sorry, just, just do it from the pulpit right right before communion. You don't even have to go to church. Uh, House of Representatives passes two pro-life initiatives, including the Born Alive Bill. This So, again, hey, isn't it easy for them to do this when because they it's know gonna the die in the Senate? Because they know the Senate's going to, yeah, reject it. Yeah, now... Now the thing is, what what exactly does the bill do? Because so if the, a if a, a botched abortion has to be saved, I know. But my point is, how does it work? Because 
under what congressional power of the Constitution is, you know, what exactly is it presuming to do under the 18 powers granted to right. the Congress under the Constitution? That's yeah, because you can't, I mean, the Congress can't, uh, can't illegalize murder. Maybe I mean the state has. Yeah, the, maybe this is just nothing more than posturing. Hey, this is where we stand as a House of Representatives, even though we know the Senate's going to, you know, reject it. Yeah, uh, maybe I think this is just posturing. I, again, it's easy to do when and yeah, not you even know there are going to be no consequences. Not even all that. Uh, yeah, I just I've never been impressed Impressive by this posturing. stuff because when they have the chance to actually do something, they never do it. Um. Oh, okay. This is about, and this is on LifeSite News as well. Uh, detransitioners. So these people who have gotten fooled into thinking, "Hey, you can be a man even though you're a woman," or mm-hmm. vice versa, and they start going through these surgeries that mutilate them, and suddenly they realize oh, that was a mistake. Ooh, I just ruined the rest of my life, and they want to go back. But they don't have the help to do that. Everybody's willing to put in the money and the government funding to help change a man from a woman, but... Not to unroll their mistakes. Yeah. And so people are getting help through crowdfunding stuff. Well, you know? I, I hope they get help. I mean, it's... I hope they do. And I, I kind of understand. Look, teenagers nowadays, if you're a teenager and you don't have normal parents... No, let me take that back. Even if you're a teenager and you don't have uh, trad parents, I would I, how do you know that. what the truth is? Here's the thing: if you're a teenager, all if if you're a teenager, all it takes is that is that one evil teacher to be whispering in your ear that your parents don't understand you. You're probably the wrong sex. You should talk to a doctor and get help. All it takes is that one teacher to ruin your life. And so, regardless of your parents, teenagers are in extreme danger right now. Yeah, all all of them. Because every teenager goes through problems. Yeah, and every teenager... I mean, look, your whole body changes for a little while, and you're not really... you're, You're not prepared to deal with that. Nobody's prepared to go through puberty, and then... You get new feelings you never had and all that weird talk that you hear on all the, you know, TV shows and stuff. But it is, I don't know if it's confusing, but it's not fun. Put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. I would never go through it again. Um, And so when you're a teenager and the whole world is telling you that your parents are idiots, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. So, I don't know if this is really going to happen or not, but they're saying Kevin McCarthy is going to release 1,400 hours, or 14,000 hours hours of the withheld January 6th tapes. And even then, I don't know if it matters. I mean, we already saw enough to know what really happened, and yet they're still gaslighting us. And it's so weird. Everybody's so broken off from reality now that it's just... So what? I don't know. I, it does need to happen. I, I hope he does. But, but I don't yeah, think it will change anything. anything. Yeah, but. yeah. So there was a Catholic high school where a boy protested uh, boys using the girls' bathrooms. Um, he was suspended for that. This is in Ontario. Okay. Um, 
and then I, I don't quite understand how this happened. Part of his punishment was that he had to not attend two classes, and he went ahead and went to those classes, and he's being issued a trespassing violation by the principal there. So he opposed boys going into the... He opposed perverts being able to go and and join the bathroom with his sister. Yeah. And was told, you can't come to these classes. Two of the classes he couldn't come to? Yeah, I don't understand if maybe there were two transvestites in those classes. And And they objected to his presence? I, I don't... It doesn't explain all of it. But actually, maybe it does. I just didn't read the whole thing. But it just... I mean, this is a Catholic school yeah, in Ontario. Yeah, I mean, this is, again... This is sad. Uh, we talked about how the Congress was trying to get Biden to end the state of emergency, the COVID state of emergency. Instead, he has extended it for another 90 days. So we're still in a state of emergency. Nobody even knows what the hell that means. The only emergency right now is all these people dying from the vaccine, which we're all seeing on national television and still people don't admit it. It's so crazy. But here's the thing. So, so the governors are pleading with Biden to end the state of emergency. How is the state of emergency affecting the states? Uh, I think that the federal government, aside from being allowed to uh, fund certain things, is also given powers that it shouldn't have. Uh, oh, alleged, including allocating funds, okay, and hiring additional... So it allows the federal government to give funds, but it does it, does it prevent the states from doing anything? I... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I, th- I think it does in a way. I think it... It has to do with things like the the federal employees in certain states still have certain things on them, I think. Oh, okay. I, maybe not. I don't it's, even know. So, sometimes it's difficult to... I mean, I, I can understand, okay, the governor's saying, hey, we don't need this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but this, I mean, the art of the way it's written kind of makes it sound like the, you know, like there's this... this collision between the governors and the president over yeah. this. What, what is it the governors are really, you know... So a German court, there's this Holocaust survivor who doesn't want to get the vaccine. A German court orders her to be institutionalized. Surprisingly, a Holocaust survivor doesn't trust a government that wants to stick a needle the, in your heart. The German government. The German government at that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Um, I don't know what to say. This is, this is, like... That's insane. Just the fact that this This was the thing that should never have happened as a result of remembering the Holocaust. (laughs) This is the thing that you would think the government would Would not ever want. They'd be like, all right, well, no, we're not going to send her. (laughs) Are you kidding me? She's already been through this once. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. A uh, German doctor sentenced to jail for handing out mas- mask exemption certificates. Holy cow. These people. You'd think Hitler would have put them of a mindset that never again, we're never going to give our government this much power. The Germans again. are going right but back they just to it. Go right back to it's it. It's like they're addicted to Nazism. Yeah, crazy. That's all the news I got. Well, like I said, I've got no nonsense news. Well, hold on. But. 
Let me see if I can find that trivia. We do. We might have a trivia. Uh, Bible blurt. It's not Bible trivia. It's like... I think... Is it kind of like a... a uh, game of word racing. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. That's not... I know I had one here that said Bible trivia. I don't have one. Never mind. Not like a Bible version of Trivial Pursuit, maybe, or something? Yeah, that's what I thought I had, oh, okay. but I don't. Oh, well. Right. Okay. Well, we'll do it next I week. I wish you could think of an interesting trivia question. <laughs> interesting trivia question. About the Bible, of course. What color was Jesus' hair? It's not in the Bible. I wonder what AI thinks. Let's ask, Let's ask the AI, AI what color Jesus' hair was. All right, let me find it. I, is, I did. Oh, okay. Alright, let's see. We're gonna what find us. color was Jesus's hair. Just gonna point out your uh... The Bible does not specify the color of Jesus's hair. In artistic description depictions, Jesus's hair is often depicted as brown or black, but it is not known for certain what color his hair That's was. But it did, did know. Did did <laughs> surprisingly, it a surprisingly, uh, let's think of another yeah, trivia was, question. Uh, what was our trivia question last week? How many pieces of silver, silver did Judas, Jesus, Judas, yeah, of s- silver did Jesus receive Judas, Judas, Jesus or something get paid? Yeah, according to the Bible. Was paid 30 pieces of silver for betraying Jesus. This is stated in the Gospel of Matthew and said unto them, What will you give me? And I will deliver. Okay, okay, from now on, when we get a trivia question, I'm going to ask AI AI first first before we, before we do it. (laughs) You got to tell what your answer is though, if you have a guess. Yeah, yeah, I will before, before that. But it's just, it, it, it's amazing. Well, Folks, think about what we said, and as always, go raw and circle the beads. We'll see you next week. Bye.